0: Welcome back to this episode of the show. I'm so excited to bring you Amber Kindler today. Amber is a copywriter and director of marketing that I've had the pleasure of working with for probably going on two years now in different businesses. And she is just so much fun, so talented, so strategic in her thinking. And today she shares with us all about her experience in copywriting. What to look for when you hire a copywriter, what rates and packages can look like for different copywriting projects, when to bring someone on for a copywriter. And I think you'll see a common thread woven throughout this interview, as well as my other episodes with creatives, including Michelle from my team, how important it is for people working with you in these creative roles, have a sense of trust. They typically have a different relationship with the business owner than other contractors might have. And she has some ideas about how to foster that trust and how to have a really successful relationship with your copywriter writer. Now Amber is a wife and a boy mom. She's married to her best friend Jay and they have a one-year-old son named Judd. They live in a ranch in north central Kansas where they raise cows and kids. Amber is a former elementary school teacher with a master's degree in educational administration. And after having her son in April of 2020, she came home and started her freelance business full-time where she found her love for all things copywriting, connecting, and project management. We have how you can connect with Amber in the show notes. She has an amazing website that I've got to see sneak peeks of in the works called the Midwest Marketer. And I know you guys are really going to love her energy in this show. Amber, I'm so excited to have you on the podcast today. I've been looking forward to this all month and I'm, I can't believe you're finally here.
1: I know, thank you so much for having me. And I am so glad that we finally got schedules to jive so that we could sit down and chat.
0: Well, I would love it if you would share with the people how you transitioned from teacher life to now business owner and incredible director of marketing.
1: Well, thank you. Yes. So my story starts back in, it would be August of 2019. So I had been a kindergarten teacher. I was in my fourth year of teaching and in August I found out I was pregnant with my first little man, Judd, who is now 16 months and crazy and running all over. But I had always known that when I had babies, I wanted to be able to stay home and raise them. That's how I was raised. And I just, that was always the goal. So, you know, school started, I found out I was pregnant and it was like, go time, like pedal to the metal. I've got to figure out how I'm going to make this happen. And come November, one of my friends actually told me about Michaela Quinn's OTO course and talked to me a little bit about freelancing. Mind you, I had no, no clue what she was talking about. I did not know what a freelancer was, I did not know what a virtual assistant was, but I was like, hey, you know, she is a small town girl like me with kids. I saw her kind of like in my area and I thought it doesn't hurt to look. If she could do it, why couldn't I? So I dove into all the podcasts, all the free resources from Michaela. And I just really saw the potential and the opportunity to make my own business, work my own hours and like crush that income ceiling. Because as a teacher, especially where I live, I would have not even paid for daycare with my teaching salary, which to me is just, that was not going to work. So um, I bought to Michaela's course in November and really dove in and figured out that my love is writing. I have always loved writing all growing up. So copywriting and like social media management is kind of where I got my start. And the more that I did that and the more that I got clients throughout that first year, I really... Found a love for the strategy and the marketing side of it. So I've kind of transitioned into that director of marketing role, but I still offer copywriting services because that's truly my passion. I can sit down 5 30 in the morning with a cup of coffee in a quiet house and like writing is my jam. So anyway, took the course, finished it December of 2019, got my first couple of clients, and I ended up resigning from my teaching job two weeks before COVID hit. So I put in my resignation, you know, saying that I would finish out the year. COVID hit. We all went home. I virtual taught kindergarten for a month, had Judd. And then when it was safe, I went and cleaned out my classroom and came home and have been full-time mama and business owner ever since. And it has been the absolute best experience. I've learned so much met so many amazing people, including Julie. She was one of the first ones that I connected with. And I want to call her like one of my biz besties from the beginning, but it's just so crazy how kind of the timeline worked out and kind of where I am now.
0: And we met when you were still pregnant with Jed, And for me, it's been such a blessing because as a mama who has littles and we love incorporating the, our kids into our business in whatever way we can. And so I've really got to see him grow up from being this little squishy baby to being the most like charismatic, adorable, just Mr. Personality. I feel like I know him in real life. I'd probably see him and scare him to death because he'd be like, I don't really know you. <laughs> don't
1: come near me. Oh, so funny. I know it's crazy to see him, you know, just change. I think back to those first discovery calls, like rocking a new board. And now you know, my calls and my team calls involve him, you know, sitting at the camera and flirting with everybody on the screen. And it's, it's exciting to see that he's going to grow up kind of seeing like mommy made, like mommy made this business work at home with me. Like, how cool is that? And that was really one of my big things. So for anyone that doesn't know, I, my husband and I live on a ranch in the middle of nowhere in Kansas. And so that was another big driver for me just wanting to be able to be home so that we can raise him together in this lifestyle. And if we want to take the day to go with him, we can do that. He's actually with Jay right now, checking cows and doing things. And those are things I wanted for us that I knew if he was at daycare and we were running around like crazy people, he wouldn't get and we wouldn't get that family time. So it's been the biggest blessing not only for us financially and just our time, but having that family time. It's been a huge blessing for that.
0: For sure. And For anybody who's curious, because I know we said OTO, so that's short for Overwhelmed to Overbook, and that's Michaela Quinn's signature program. We'll have that in the show notes linked up. So if you're curious about her program, or you're curious about her podcast. She has some great episodes all about how all, I mean, there's an archive now, how to get started in freelancing, every kind of thing you'd want to know. I have an episode with her about hiring. And if you're applying for jobs, some tips and advice on how to really stand out and be seen. So we'll put that down there. And we'll also link your episode because I think there was one really recently I listened to with you guys too. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So I there's something about copywriters that just, it's like magic to me when you see business owners who have ideas and they all have their own voice and their style and that you could give it to somebody and they could spit out something that is not only better than what would come out of the client or in my case, my own brain, but it still feels like us. Do you know? It just how would you explain copywriting to people who weren't in this space? Yeah. So
1: copywriting can be, you know, any number of things, whether it's social media, copy emails, blogs, sales page copy. And I kind of do all of that. I've dabbled in all of it, but I guess when it comes down to copywriting for me, it's really getting a really good feel for the business owner, what their mission is, what their vision is, and just really getting inside their brain. So that's why I love, you know, I call myself a little bit of a stalker. I stalk every social media post. I read every blog, just, you know, especially when you're first getting started, just so you can really get a feel for what they stand for, how they speak. And I really kind of pull those things out too, after having discovery calls or team calls with people, just seeing how they interact with others, what kind of, wording they use, you know, are they more serious? Do they have more of like an etiquette side or are they funny and sarcastic and sassy? That's what I think is so much fun about copywriting because you can take that personality and the goal of that business and mesh that together in something that is not only going to put their offer and what they're all about out there into the world and add that value, but it also helps, you know, those ideal customers that's reading that copy see this is what that company's really about. It's that that connector for me. It's not just, you know, throwing stuff out at the wall, trying to sell stuff. It's really making that deeper connection, which is what I love so much about copywriting and just getting to know people even from before the discovery call, because I do a lot of that research, you know, before we jump on and then really incorporating that into the copy, into the marketing plan and really running with it that way.
0: I love it so much. And so when do people usually reach out to hire you? Is there a point in business where somebody says, "Oh, I could really use a copywriter for this," or is it for certain projects? What does that look like if there is a common denominator there?
1: Yeah. It can really be a lot of different things. You know, some people writing is just not their jam. They, they have so many ideas in their head, but sitting down, you know, and what lights me up sitting down at a computer to type it up is something that they totally do not want to do. You know, they are so good at just like maybe sending quick voice chats of ideas. And so for people that have a business where they know they need it, but they really do not like to do it, or they are not good at it, you know, they'll hire for anything from social copy all the way up to emails, You know, web pages or whatever. But then there's also clients that will, you know, maybe they're getting ready to launch something and they need a launch series of emails or they, you know, need a couple blog posts to really add that value before their launch. They'll hire for a package of maybe email sequence copy and maybe some blog post copy and some social copy. So it really depends on the client. If it's, if there's somebody that does like copywriting and they maybe they do their own social media, but they have so much on their plate and maybe one of those launches is coming, they'll hire for maybe just the email copy and they'll handle the rest. So it kind of depends on the client and what their sweet spot is too, because copywriting might be their sweet spot and they might just not have the time for it, but others just totally want to outsource all the copies, social blogs, emails, and they'll do it that way too.
0: That makes so much sense. I see a lot of times people hiring copywriters for their first or their rebrand of their website, because people think that they can come in and you know they know themselves, they know the brand, but I see people really get hung up and then they're able to push that project along so much quicker once they make that investment of a copywriter.
1: Yes, exactly. And I know a lot of people too, like they'll second guess themselves. They might get started and then they'll erase, you know, the type, delete, type, delete. And sometimes just having someone to come in and take their ideas and put it in a sequential order. You know, maybe it is on a, on a homepage or what, whatever, and just letting them see it all put together. It's their ideas, but sometimes they're just not confident in putting it, putting it into practice. So that's, you know, another way that they might bring a copywriter in.
0: For sure. And I love that you talked about two different types of personalities because I actually really love to write, but I just find for me, I have to be in the right space for it. And so sometimes when you have a business and a family and all the things going on, it's hard to carve out that that time where you can really tune in and those ideas and those words just flow from you.
1: Yeah. And it also kind of depends on you know what people's pillar content is. Some people are so amazing at live video, whether it be, you know, YouTube or Facebook lives, or maybe they have a podcast and they know that they want to repurpose that in different ways because, you know, some people consume content visually and some auditorily and some on video. So some business owners too, you know, maybe they have an amazing YouTube channel or an amazing Facebook live watch series, and they want to bring a copywriter in to kind of repurpose that content into blog posts, and social media copy, that's another option for them
0: too. I love it. And I think there are so many people that want content repurposing. They might not know it's called content repurposing or what that looks like, but they know that I could spend time doing one thing and all the other things should happen from that. And part of that is a system. And then part of that is plugging in the right person. And I could say confidently having worked with you, you have... The system's brain and the copywriting skill. And so it's like an added benefit that if somebody didn't have a system or a person on their team who was setting that up for them, you really have that double skill where you could, you know, manage that for them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that's really kind of where I decided to go the director of marketing route because, like you said, I have that creative side, but I am also a little bit of an organization freak when it comes to systems and organizing things and putting spreadsheets and all the pretty color-coded things together. So that kind of is what sparked me to move to that director of marketing role because I love the higher level planning of, okay, what's that strategy going to look like? What's our pillar content? How can we work smarter, not harder? How can we tie everything together? but then i also love the implementation side of diving in and copywriting you know some director of marketing they'll just do the high level strategy plans which is amazing because so many people need that i just happen to love both aspects of it the the planning and the implementation
0: yeah i would love if you would tell us a little bit more about that because i know you went through an incredible certification with lindsay white and i know that the people who are coming out of that certification, including you, just have this incredible wealth of knowledge, but it's a newer position to me. So I'm curious to know how you would explain director of marketing to people. And if you want to tie in when somebody might want to transition into hiring a director of marketing. Yeah.
1: So I would say a director of marketing, you know, a copywriter might just be coming into a business and the client saying, I need X amount of emails and this is what I want included in each. And a copywriter, you know, would take that and implement that director of marketing where that differs for me is they are the ones making the strategy. The client does not have to do that. They really dive into each business and see, okay, what's our audience? What's our, you know, who's our competition? Which audiences are we trying to reach? And how can we do that? How, do it, how does our audience like to consume content and really figure out those pillar content pieces, whether that's a blog, a podcast, a YouTube channel, and figure out which markets and which platforms are really going to be best. And then they build that strategy down from there. So say they have a blog, a podcast, an Instagram, really figuring out how we can utilize each space the best and get the best results and then build out the content plan from there of, okay, what topics are we talking about? What themes? How many posts a week? Do we want to do Instagram stories? Do we want to do video pins? Really planning from the top down is what I think differentiates that director of marketing. And it's kind of funny because with a couple of my clients, I was kind of starting to do that without really knowing that was what a director of marketing is. And then Lindsay talks about that in the course too. So that's what I think where that natural transition is. And I think you know as as a business owner, to know when it's time to hire a director of marketing is when Maybe you just want to focus on your client work or working with your coaching students or whoever it is. You want to have that content continuously going out and working for you, but you just don't have the time or the want or the skill to be the one to plan it, to figure out best posting times and to implement it. Because, you know, we all got into business to have more freedom. And I think we can all attest to we cannot always do it all ourselves. And that's, that's been something I've definitely had to learn because I'm kind of like, a, I can do it. You know, I'll, I'll take it on kind of a person, but really figuring out like when it's time to outsource and when it's time to bring that person on and then how to strategically get your team to work with that person.
0: It's so true. I see that so much. Even once people hire an online business manager, I think the beginning is a lot of talk about what can you outsource still? like, What are you still doing that needs to be assigned to the team? And having sometimes really honest conversations and saying, what did you bring me on for? It's hard to break out of patterns of behavior. It's hard to let go of control for all of us at every level. So no matter where you're at, I listened to a podcast with Denise Duffield Thomas the other day, and she said at every level of business, she has worked less. And so it's been about what to release and delegate at every level, and her income has grown at each of those levels. So it's important to keep that in mind when you're hiring. And even before it comes, ideally, you know what do you have your eye on that you need to outsource soon?
1: And that was definitely a big part of kind of my journey because when I started, you know, before I stepped into that director of marketing, I was just like, give me more, more, more. I think I had seven or eight clients at one time and I just, and I love them all, you know, but I really had to step back and say, do I want to be working with more people and, you know, working more, or do I want to let go of some of that and step into that higher role with less people? And that's ultimately what I did because I was definitely at that point where I was kind of working myself to the ground and, you know, feeling the, the repercussions of it, I guess you could say. So I think that's a huge thing too, just to not be afraid to do what's best for you and really just communicate honestly with whoever you're working with, because the clients that I ended up parting ways with totally understood because they started businesses for more freedom too. So just knowing that as you grow a natural part of that growth is, you know, kind of shifting some of your like responsibilities and your priorities to really get into that sweet spot, which I feel I'm in right now, which feels so, so good.
0: Yay. That's really exciting. So for copywriting, when somebody reaches out to you, what are the range of starting at prices for your packages?
1: Yeah, for sure. So With copywriting, a lot of people will do it per package. um, You know whether it's for a package of emails or a package of blog posts. So in copywriting, you tend to charge kind of per word. So you know if it's an eight hundred word blog post, you would charge anywhere. I would say the average rate is anywhere from like thirteen to fifteen cents per word. That twenty cent per word is kind of that higher range. So. My copywriting packages. A lot of them will include some blog posts, either new or repurposed social social media captions and emails to go along. So depending on how many of each, my services, my copywriting packages range anywhere from four seventy five a month to upwards of thirteen hundred a month. Is kind of where that falls. Now for those clients that maybe say, I don't need a month to month package. I want to just hire you on project base for a five email sequence we kind of would use that same formula to put, put together the customized package for them based on, you know, what they kind of envision that email sequence to look like and how much information they would want in it.
0: So when somebody's hiring for a copywriter and they really want to find somebody who is a good fit for them, who has the skills that they need, are there some things that you'd recommend that they do or things that you've come across in the hiring process well working with other business owners that you really loved that you think would benefit people to either ask certain questions or to find out certain things?
1: Yeah. I think the biggest part of making sure that it's the right fit for both is to jump on that discovery call. And even if you need a follow-up, because ultimately this copywriter is stepping in and being your voice for your business. So making sure that that It's just a really natural relationship where you can just jump on and chat together. And that copywriter really understands kind of the voice and the style and the brand behind that client. Um, And really making sure that that copywriter is passionate about the same things the business owner is passionate about. I think that's a huge thing. There are a ton of copywriters out there. So if one is not the perfect fit for your business, that is okay. Because as a copywriter, it's a lot harder to write for something that you might not know much about or you just don't connect with or maybe your personalities are totally different. And that's okay. Like not everybody is going to be the perfect fit and that doesn't make it wrong. It's just natural. So I think making sure that, you know, those passions and those beliefs really align, but also personalities. So that way it's not as hard when that copywriter steps in. It's more natural because they just naturally understand how this person talks what what they're trying to convey and how they would want to sell whatever it is you know is it going to be more playful and fun or is it more informational so I think really making sure that that jives on your call and in your prep work too and like I love to send out surveys you know when I know I'm going to work with a client just having them like you know record like this is you know, this is the voice, this is the style, maybe pull like some example copy of, you know, this is something that I loved, And I love how that made our business. I love how that portrayed our business. And that's really what I want to channel. So I think that's a huge part of making sure that that relationship is working, but also making sure the client is totally ready to bring that that person on, They know what they want, they know, you know, the message that they want to convey. That's also really helpful in making that transition easier. That way the copywriter can kind of take those ideas and those goals and run with it as opposed to like trying to guess, you know, guess what they're guess the direction that they're wanting to go in their business.
0: Yeah. That makes total sense. And what, do you have an opinion about paid test projects? Do you think that there is a benefit and what do you think about a client saying, for example, I would love to start, if you could take this one video and turn it into an email and some social posts, and and I want to say again, paid test project. Do you think that that's helpful? Or if you have a really good discovery call process and information beforehand, do you think that's usually sufficient to find the person that you're looking for?
1: I think it can be super benef- beneficial, but... I think in my experience, I've only ever done one of those. I think if you have a really solid discovery call process and you have a real, and as a copywriter, if you have a system for researching and really getting to know that client before your discovery call and with the information you get from the discovery call. And if you have, you know, those those examples and that portfolio, I don't think they're always necessary. So it really goes back to the client's preference. You know, some clients are one thousand percent ready to say, yes, I need a copywriter, go with it. And some clients are a little bit more, you know, they're just not sure if they're ready yet. Or maybe, maybe they are one of those clients that has a really tough time giving up control because they're just not sure that maybe they've never hired before. And they're just a little bit nervous about it. That's where I find the sample projects, you know, being more apt to be used. And like you said, as long as they're paid, I'm totally cool with it. I definitely think they should be paid. So I think it just, like, like we said, it depends on the client's preference and kind of where they're at in that journey of kind of letting go and letting someone take, take that on for them.
0: Yeah. And what do you think the role is for case studies and or metrics in hiring a copywriter? There are obviously everybody has a different brand voice, a different type of email list. And so I think looking at, you know, email open rates, things like that might not really like those can really look different for each business. But if somebody's hiring somebody really specialty, like a launch conversion copywriter who is coming in and saying, let me look at your prior launch stuff, see where things didn't hit with your audience before, edit and tweak those and then make an improvement in those numbers. Do you think that there are other stats that somebody can look at when hiring that would be helpful to them or that they could ask for during that process or do you think it's really so dependent on the type of business the industry they're in that 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 might not make much of a difference and except for those very specialized cases
1: I think it does kind of depend on you know where they're at and what they're hiring for if it's a launch conversion copywriter you know definitely seeing those statistics of growth for previous clients. And those case studies, I think is super helpful because that's typically going to be a, a larger investment in something that you really want to make sure you get the right person. But like you said, from business to business, it can be so different depending on if you have 50,000 email subscribers or if you have 1,000. So I think in terms of copywriting like that, example projects is really huge. And just that way they can... They can see your writing style because they'll ultimately know if that's going to fit with them or not. And of course, you can include, you know, those wins and those those metrics that you have helped with your previous clients. But I think it's also important to really consider, you know, the size of the list or what whatnot, so that they can see, you know, how it would relate to their business. And maybe comparing, maybe having even kind of like a bank of different case studies and metrics at different levels. That way, if you are Looking to work with a client that's kind of maybe in that middle ground, you would have something to pull that's going to fit more where they're at in terms of what they're looking for and their audience size. I think just having a collection of those kind of at every level that you you have clients is going to be helpful
0: too. Absolutely. So I would love to hear from you what you have loved working with clients. What has made people your favorite clients? If you have any advice for people bringing somebody on, our goal is always to be the absolute best clients we can. And so what advice would you give to people to be able to do that when bringing on a copywriter?
1: So when it comes to you know showing up and really making that copywriter client relationship the absolute best, I think the number one thing is making sure that each person is ready to own their space in their zone of genius, you know, the client knows exactly what they want and they are ready to let go of that control and let that copywriter step in and own their zone so that they can essentially own their zone of genius in the business. I think that's a really big part and just, you know, I think that's a huge part of finding the right copywriter that you completely trust and you know that you can put that in their hands and they can run with it. Now, that's not to say the client doesn't ever, you know, get to look over the copy and, you know, suggest changes. But I think as a copywriter, it's a lot easier to work knowing that that person trusts in you, that they really give you that space to work. So that you don't feel like you know line by line of your copy is being tweaked and edited and changed as you're doing it. So I think really making sure that relationship is where you each trust each other and you're working together for the better of the business. You know the you know the CEO or the business owner whoever it might be is owning their their place as visionary and saying let me know if I can step in if you need ideas if you need certain ways that I say something but here's what I want and I trust you copywriter to do an amazing kick-ass job because that's what you're here to do. I think that is probably the number one thing and being able to just work together. You know, I, in all of my client relationships, I feel blessed enough to say that, you know, I can hop on box and be like, Hey, I'm working on this. What do you think would be really good to plug in here? And just having that relationship where you can just kind of go back and forth. That's super helpful as a copywriter. And it gets that business owner's brain kind of in there without them having to kind of step back in and have the control in that space. If that makes sense.
0: It totally makes sense. And now that we have teased people with all the amazing things that a copywriter can do in and for their business, how would somebody reach out to you to inquire about hiring you for copywriting?
1: Yes. So, I'm in the process of getting my website built and launched. So, stay tuned for that in the next couple of months. That's going to be my fall project. But I am on Instagram at Amber Kindler and then I'm on Facebook at Amber Kindler too. So, you can kind of check out my services there and see kind of what I do. My profiles, when I started my business, I really went back and forth on do I want just a business profile or do I want that to be my personal? And for me, you know, in my personal brand, it really came down to I wanted them to be able to see the entire me and kind of get a feel for who I am. So when you, if you come follow, if you come check me out, you'll see some business stuff. You'll see some crazy kids stuff. You'll see some cows and that's kind of, you know, I just wanted to be able to let people really get to know me. So for my future website, it's kind of going to be a little bit of the same. I'm going to have my services up there. And then, you know, I'm also going to be launching my own blog on my website where I'll talk business, but also talk life and motherhood and crazy stuff that happens to you because in this online business space what I have learned is yes I'm at home by myself every day which can be lonely but making connections with other business owners has been so amazing because not only it, it's nice to have human interaction with someone besides a toddler but they get it you know and making those connections is super special and important so that's kind of what you'll you'll see to come on the website here in the next couple of months
0: I literally cannot wait and for someone who follows you on social media because I do, it is like checking in with your friend every day because I love to see what you guys are doing, what workout you're doing, you know, what's happening on the ranch, like all those things. It really feels very welcoming and I know your website and especially incorporating that real life into your your blog on your site is going to feel the same way and I We'll be so excited to read it and to see what's happening in Amber's world.
1: Yes. Thank you. I'm very excited. It's kind of a new thing. And I joke that during, especially the month of October, it's so, so crazy busy here. My husband's out late harvesting. So that's going to be my project in the evenings. Once the little guy goes to bed, I'm going to dive in and get that website launched. So I've kind of really taken the first, I guess, year and a half, almost two years. That's crazy of my business to really focus on my clients. So I'm going to take some time this fall and focus on you know, launching that for myself and really building my brand, which I'm really, really excited about too.
0: I am too. You know, I'll be celebrating every step of the way, but I honestly believe the sky is the limit for you. And so to be able to have been a little part of your journey and to be connected has been such a blessing from the first time we got to meet. It's just, it's what really makes this business special and what I do that I get to meet people like you and to be connected, to celebrate. It's like we're across the country from each other in the States, but it feels like we could just show up at a coffee shop and and have a chat and it would be like old time. So I hope that people felt that from this conversation and that they have their own business besties in their lives because it just, it makes the days so much brighter.
1: It for sure does. And you are a huge, huge part of my business. So just wanted you to know
0: that too. (laughs) This has been such a pleasure. And I Who knows? I would love to have you come back on. You definitely on season three, we're doing a season all about books. And so maybe you can come back on in season three if you want, because I know you love to read and I'm always checking out what's on your TBR list and what's in your earbuds. So that could be really fun.
1: Yes, for sure. I would love to do that. I have my whole shelf jam-packed over here. So I'm looking to grow it too. (laughs)
0: All right. Well, stay tuned everybody for that. And Amber, I, we will have everything in the show notes so people can get in touch with you so they can connect with you. And I just thank you so much again for spending this time with us today.
1: Yes. Thank you so, so much for having me. And it was a pleasure.
0: I told you guys you'd love that episode and getting to meet with Amber. She is just the best. And what did you think about the new intro? It's not permanent, but we wanted to add in a nod to both sides of our eighty and 90s kid personalities. One with the rep and then one with the sort of emo because I have both on my playlist. I'm sure you guys do too. I also wanted to share because I haven't done this yet. People have reached out and asked about ways that I work with business owners in the online space and If you're listening to this in November of 2021, I currently have one spot open for one-to-one coaching that looks like meeting once a week and also talking on Voxer. And someone who this could benefit is someone who really wants to dive in and tune out all the outside noise in this space and really listen to their inner voice and their guidance of where they're being drawn in their business and their life. If there are decisions that you need to make, but you're not moving forward, if you really just want some support to the year strong and start next year really on solid footing, then this could be a good offer for you. You can send me a message and we can set up a time to talk and make sure everything is a good fit. And also, I usually have a couple spots open every month for strategy sessions. So if people want to talk about team management, if they want to talk about their next launch, if they want me to look at their packages, their systems in their business, that's an offer that I always have. And you can find out more details about it on the website. So Thank you guys so much for joining me in this episode. And as we're wrapping up the season, I'm curious, are there any contractors or business owners that you were hoping to hear from and you didn't? Or are there episodes that are really relevant to team and hiring that you were hoping to have a solo episode on or to dive deeper into? Let me know. You can always find me on Instagram at o b m, or you can send me an email at hellojuliecalcoat.com.